to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello and welcome to another podcast. This podcast is one of a series of three supported by Telstra. As business owners, we dream to be that business, the one that's got the buzz, the one that makes all the right moves. With Telstra Tech and some good advice, we can help you stay ahead of the curve so that you can be that business too. For access to the latest technology trends and know-how to help you solve problems, create opportunities and thrive in the future, head to telstra.com forward slash smarter for lots of articles, videos, case studies, podcasts and more. In this special podcast series, I'm talking to three great guests and getting their views on the future of technology and how new tools help business owners work from anywhere. Today, I'm talking with writer and broadcaster Paul Wallbank. In his popular blog, Decoding the New Economy, Paul discusses the issues impacting society and business in the 21st century, and he joins me to explore the world of artificial intelligence how it's evolving, and where it's going to pop up next. And I'm a little concerned about how AI is likely to impact those of us at the very small end of town. So, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure, Robert. So, look, should we be concerned? Is artificial intelligence going to take over? Is it going to put us little guys out of business? Or, in fact, is it the opposite? Are we, are we poised for a massive new opportunity? How, how do you see things? I think it's a little bit mixed on them, Rob. I think we've got two factors we need to look at there. And mm. one is that uh, it is going to impact business in general, uh, both the big end of town and the small end of town. But equally, I think that opens up a lot of opportunities. I often think of this as like with the personal computer when that first came along, that old, uh, us old timers will remember from the <laughs> early 1990s. Oh, that, yes. uh, it really did change how small business operated. It gave us a lot of um, ability to do things that prior to that only really big corporations had. And that's really what artificial intelligence is doing as well, is that uh, it's going to embed a lot more um, how can I put this? Uh, a lot more power for smaller businesses. The the mm. thing is that you won't need all of these big departments and all of these people working for you. Which, of course, for the big organisations, this is where they see an opportunity of sure. getting rid of whole departments and maybe even a few managers as well. But for the smaller businesses, I think there's it's a mixed thing that there's opportunity there but there's also risks there too yeah okay so look i know that you know you spend a, a good amount of your time being you know wined and dined and whisked around the world um speaking and interviewing and looking at uh, a number of companies that are absolutely at the kind of the leading edge of, of some of this innovation what sort of things are you seeing what are you what are you kind of look what's what's surprising you and i, I realize that it might take a bit to surprise you, but what sort of things are you noticing? Well, what surprises me is how quickly this is moving now. If you'd asked me this question about artificial intelligence, say, two years ago, I'd have probably said, well, we're five, maybe 10 years away from some of this stuff rolling out. What's happening now is the 
course, it's all being rolled out right now. That uh, I was talking to the boss of Zero, uh, Rod Drury, a couple of weeks back, and he was saying how they're embedding into their um, services artificial intelligence. So when you're putting in the when you're putting in receipts, for instance, the accounting package can look at that receipt and say, hey, that should be allocated against your travel expenses or against your office stationery or whatever. And that's not just one accounting package. All of the accounting packages are doing that. And increasingly, this is being embedded into all the cloud computing services. Mm. And again, one of those trips I was wined and dined on late last year was um, Intel, the people that make the computer chips. They they had a big event in San Francisco late last year where they were showing off all of the embedded technology that they're putting into their next generation of computer chips. Equally, their competitors, NVIDIA, um, Qualcomm, they're all doing the same thing. And we're seeing Microsoft, Amazon, all of those big software companies also building into their services uh, exactly the same thing. So the artificial intelligence angle on it is really going to be embedded in it. So pretty well all of those services that we use are going to start using more and more. A a lot of listeners Mm. to this have that constant gripe about spell checkers on their smartphones or uh, wherever when you're putting something into a text message or whatever and the phone mangles it. Mm. That's the sort of area where you can see artificial intelligence is really coming along in leaps and bounds. It's not quite there yet, but give it another 18 months and uh, it'll probably be uh, writing the messages before you actually type them out. So it's fascinating. But tell me, do you think that uh, for small business then, is it uh, the opportunity, it seems, is, is just what it's going to allow us to do more efficiently and more effectively. Is it is it that more so than um, us uh, kind of innovating and thinking of new ways to 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 use it in a business? I mean, where where is the where's the the real opportunity coming from? Do you think? Well, I think it's both sides of that discussion. I think the one side of it we is that it's going to make us much more efficient, that Mm. we can do things a lot faster. So going back to that accounting example, for instance, uh, that will make it a lot easier for bookkeepers to do that and accountants to do their work. But equally, I think with all of these services that are coming in, that's going to give us more opportunity to be innovative as well, is that, okay, we've got this software that allows us to do a whole bunch of things that we couldn't do before. How can we use this in new creative ways? So you can see a whole bunch of angles on predictive analytics, um, uh, understanding your customers a lot better. You start feeding that information in, whether you're a bakery, whether you're a um, franchise dog walking service, something like that. You can see a whole bunch of angles where you could be using this to predict what your market's going to do. You might be, say, say, as a dog walker, just to focus on that as an example you could be looking at the weather patterns for the next week feeding that into your software um, and making a whole bunch of assumptions on what's going to happen to your business over the next two weeks are you going to be a little bit cash constrained because it's going to rain for the next two weeks so you can't take your customers dogs for a walk so you can't bill them or on the other hand is the weather going to be really good and therefore, uh, you can get out and walk them a lot. And you can see a whole bunch of angles around that too, that you'll have a bunch of dogs that are going stir crazy. So <laughs> maybe there's some opportunities of uh, bringing in some new services for them, uh, and maybe having a dog trampoline service or something. Well, I so don't know. <laughs> you've clearly got dogs as a theme today, but um, let's, yes. let's stick with that one because it's a good one. But so in that, in that sort of scenario that you talked about there, do you see that the um, th- this the sort of steps by which we 
um, merge together, weather, cash flow, um, availability, you know, all of those elements. Is that something that the business owner, do you see them needing to instigate that? Or you, do you see in the development of various softwares that weather is talking to uh, calendars, is talking to bookkeeping? You know, is, where's the drive coming from for this sort of thing? I think it's coming from both ends of the marketplace. So uh, as proprietors, that's something that we have to look at ourselves is mm. how, can, how can we use those tools? But equally, particularly the accounting software, but increasingly I think we're going to see this through other services as well, that that's going to feed into us as well, that we will get those flags saying, hey, uh, you might want to gear up because you're, all the indicators are showing you're going to get a rush on business. So we've all had this in our businesses where uh, things have been quiet and we've been starting to get a little bit sweaty on where the next uh, where the next invoice is going, the next order is going to come from, and then all of a sudden, two weeks later, we're just so overwhelmed with work it's not funny. Mm. I think with the artificial intelligence, we'll get a lot more visibility into what's driving those processes. So is it the end of financial year coming up? Is it the start of financial year? Have your big clients got budget? Uh, is the economy in general? Under? And going back to those accounting services, mm. this is one of the big things with all of these big accounting platforms is that because they're all on the cloud now and they've all got they can all see what you're doing in your data. They're all getting a lot more information on how the economy is traveling in general. So whether it's Intuit, whether it's MYOB, whether it's Zero, whichever one it is, yeah. um, they're looking at this and saying, hey, we can see that uh, this sector of the economy is doing really well. This sector is a little bit soft. And we're going to increasingly see this feeding back into our business. And for those services, this is going to be one of their competitive advantages that uh, they'll be able to say, hey, we can we can tell you more about what's happening in your industry. Subscribe with us. And also mm. with that too, that uh, the way technology tends to go on this sort of thing is that they tend to charge a premium at first, but this stuff becomes very quickly commoditized. So I suspect by the end of the decade, a lot of these things, a lot of these features are going to be built in to the system. So, and again, this is something that 10 years ago, only big corporations could afford that sort of market intelligence. But increasingly it's going to be solo operators are going to have this at their fingertips too well i mean look it does sound as you say it's kind of both sides but it certainly does sound like this is kind of going on around us and we're just going to as indeed i i think we are today we're we're, we're getting little things happening in our apps and on our uh, computers and around us that are going oh okay that's a nifty little addition like you know i can't remember mm -hmm. the last time i logged into my online banking when I didn't get a little pop-up saying, hey, here's something new for you. You know, so I guess also what we're seeing in all these um, kind of reviews that pop up everywhere, every time we do something these days, it seems to me I'm asked to give a review on what I thought of it. Um, and I'm, that, I guess, is uh, someone somewhere is is gathering data, getting a sense of what, what my habits are, what my thoughts are. So there must be a whole... Um, kind of ecosystem of AI uh, development that's just sitting there under the surface. You know, is, is that what you sense when you go into these, you know, I know you spent time in a lot of the, the bigger um, sort of tech brands recently. Is this, do you see that is AI and this, this um, ability to improve their services, is it absolutely dominating their kind of business these days? 
It really is something that they're focusing on. So the big software companies and social media companies, so Facebook are making a big investment on this. Amazon, as I mentioned before, they're making a huge investment with Amazon Web Services. Microsoft are now building this increasingly into their office and server products and their cloud products. So all of them, are. this is one of the areas that they see a big advantage. Google, of course, in fact, Google are really interesting on this because Google were ahead of everybody else for a long time, a long time in computer years, uh, against everybody else. But what's really happened is Facebook and Amazon have caught up with them really fast. And now Microsoft, we're increasingly seeing this as well. So mm. it's a really, it really is an arms race on this. And a lot of the <laughs> software developers are looking at this and saying, well, how do we use these better? So, yeah, we are going to see this much more. And that you're right with those reviews. When um, when you get that pop-up on your phone saying, hey, we just noticed you're at the local kebab shop. Uh, do you want to review it? You're, um, that, that's exactly what they're doing. They're feeding that into their AI machines and uh, churning them through and saying, okay, um, a small business owner of a certain age of a certain demographic is going to kebab shops a lot what does that tell us about the industry and do you like garlic sauce with that answer uh, that's the sort of information that they're trying. and again they're feeding that back to the garlic uh, to the sorry to the kebab shop owner saying hey mm. you need to stock up on more um, garlic sauce or more chips or whatever <laughs> i'm never going to tell you what i eat for my lunches again i don't think <laughs> Okay, so let, let you know you use that example of the of the of the dog walker. Do you do you, you know which is obviously there's you know we spoke there about very positive things that can help that person's businesses. Do you see um, in what's going on in in AI? Do you see a particular sector or uh, a, a certain type of business that's really just going to get a massive wake up call? What do you think there? What what businesses, if any? do you observe that might might well be under some serious threat here? Well, the big and obvious area is professional services. And I mean, that's a lot of the subscribers to Flying Solo and the mm. podcast. That's uh, This is a big area. Um, uh, in the past, when we've had these discussions, I've focused on the bookkeeping industry, which I think is a very good example of the how technology is changing one industry and has been for pretty well a generation now. Yeah. And again, we're going to be seeing that uh, in that space. But uh, professional services in general, I think this is one area where, whether it's accounting, whether it's bookkeeping, consulting, increasingly we're going to be seeing artificial intelligence automating a lot more of it. Uh, so, And again, we've seen that over the last few years, a lot of automation coming into the certainly the accounting and bookkeeping side. Mm. That's going to increase even more, I think. And in general, in professional services. The management sector, I think this is one of the big areas which artificial intelligence, uh, if you're in a role where it si involves signing something off, which is probably more in the corporate space, the enterprise space, but uh, I think management should be really worried about this. That, um, And so we may see a lot more uh, subscribers to Flying Solo as, uh, as managers start to look for new careers because, uh, yeah, the... I think that's one of the big areas that's going to be changing that whole um, professional services. Mm. So you're, you're saying there that um, is that when you talk about management, are you talking mainly about the people in? The, you know, I'm, I'm talking about those that are going to rush to flying solo soon. Um, that are these ones that are in sort of uh, customer contact kind of interface? Are they, that's what you're, or is it the kind of backroom people? Who do you think's in most most jeopardy there? 
Oh, the backroom people, without oh, a doubt. Okay. In fact, it's funny. I had a lunch with a one of the world's bigger um, outsourcing custom service people, and they are very much of the view that uh, a lot of that automation has pretty well been done in that sector. That what what a lot of companies are finding, particularly again those bigger organisations, is that they still need the human touch. That they've automated probably as much as they can through voice recognition and all of those all of those things that drive us potty whenever we ring the bank or the telco or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's they've pretty well done as much as they can in that space. So really the customer service space is swinging back to that um, to that human touch. Having said mm. that, when you look at how the social media services, particularly the Facebooks and the Twitters are working in that space, you can see again that that artificial intelligence can pick up, say, on social media that all of a sudden people are grumbling about your product on Facebook. Uh, should you be gearing up your customer service people to uh, get a wave of angry people in the next 12 hours? You can see again how that artificial intelligence is working, but going back to your question, this mm. is the backroom. This really is the backroom operators where people basically looking after administrative work, things that to date we haven't really thought of as being easily automated. Increasingly, artificial intelligence is going to be there. The other area too with artificial intelligence, of course, is those automated vehicles that uh, forklift drivers, taxi drivers, courier drivers. These are areas which... Again, if you asked me about automated vehicles two or three years ago, I'd have been saying 20, maybe 2030 we'd see them on the road. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to be seeing autonomous vehicles on the road within three or four years. It's getting, it's moving that quickly now. Wow, that's incredible, isn't it? So, it's, so there were some encouraging things that you said in there, I think, from, you know, for, for us guys at the small end of town, which is, is this um, perhaps, um, you know, impact it's going to have or need on having face-to-face -face genuine dialogue and I guess that's where as you know solo operators we can be so flexible so agile you know and we're, we're we are clearly able to do that and we do that it's like you know it's a necessity of running running a one-person business that we have this this strength of kind of customer relationships so I guess what I'm sort of hearing is that in general, everything that's going on, well, it's you know, it's happening, so we nothing's going to change it. And in most cases, it sounds like what's coming is going to be good for us. It's going to make us more productive. It's going to give us more information. It's going to give us, um, you know, ways to better serve our customers. But it also does sound like it's going to throw up quite a few opportunities for us in terms of us being able to you know, really um, flex our kind of what makes us so different. The fact that we are so, you know, can be so one-on-one -on -one with our clients. We can have such deep relationships with our clients. Is that is that how you view it? Oh, most definitely. I think really one of the opportunities with this is that because we'll be able to understand a lot more of what's happening in our marketplace and what's happening in our own accounts and our own, uh, uh, our own, um, if you like, uh, supply chain, that we're going to be able to have a lot more information about our customers mm. and about who our prospective customers are. So I think we're going to get a lot more intelligence there. Um, and also going back to gaining new customers as well, That because we're going to have that market intelligence. And again, this is where these social platforms come in, that uh, they're going to let us know a lot more about what consumer behaviour, what, what the marketplace is doing. I think we're going to be in a position where a lot of solo operators are going to be going in much better armed. And again, this is this thing about having that technology, having that information at our fingertips, which five, 10, 20 years ago, that was only the big corporates, the IBMs and the mm. 
of the world only had that sort of information behind them. Now we can have a lot more information ourselves. Okay, so let's just take one more hypothetical um, solo operator. Let's say, oh, I don't know, a writer and a broadcaster, someone who has a very popular blog. Um, <laughs> how's how's he? How are you going to be impacted by AI? What's it? What does it? What does it mean to you and your business? Well, I think again, what what a lot of that transactional work. So, for um, for bloggers of the world and uh, writers, I think one of the big things with that is that a lot of stuff that gets published at the moment is pretty generic. And I mean, again, this is something that uh, you probably see with some of your competitors at Flying Solo as sure. well. That um, particularly um, in, in journalism, this regurgitating of press releases, we're already seeing that uh, being automated. And now with AI, that's only going to increase. So a lot of the writing that we're going to be reading online, that the, the sports reporting, financial reporting, all of that transactional stuff, uh, you know, uh, man bites dog, that sort of thing. That's going to, I think that's going to be increasingly automated as well. So oh. th those are the sort of things that we're going to be seeing there where people are picking up press releases or, you know, it's the football scores where Joe Bloggs kicked a goal in the 25th minute, whatever. That's the sort of stuff that artificial intelligence is going to do really well and pick that up, be able to uh, get it out to us. Again, adding that deeper nuance into it, that's probably where our opportunity lies. But uh, increasingly the commoditized stuff, think is going to be done by the robots oh, that's mildly depressing isn't it uh yes and no uh, i think that's uh, that's really the way that uh, industry is going anyway and i think business has been going that way for a long time we should keep in mind too that this is not a new thing that uh, we've been seeing this happening across um across the business world for probably the last 50 years 60 years that uh a lot of that automation should also add to that the building trades we need to watch those as well that the robotics partly artificial intelligence but the robots themselves we're seeing some really smart things ha happening in the building trades in particular where the role of people like concreters and that they're not going to get put out of business but their industries are going to change dramatically so we're probably going to have to see some reskilling in those areas too mm. well get, look I'll, I'm going to go back there in a second if I can. Mm. But you know, just using you as example, so you've said that okay, there's, we're going to see more and more of, of AI kind of generating content. And as you say, it's, it's, this is not really a great surprise. It's been coming, and, and I guess it's going to get um, the bits of news, particularly that we want to read. It's going to get it to us quicker, more efficiently, more effectively. So that's all good. But I, you know, I know, like for example, I, I, I know you've been out and about you were doing some round tables in fact with with our friends at Telstra recently where you're talking to businesses and talking about businesses so I guess for someone in your position is do you see more of that whether where because AI is there that there's more opportunity for sort of experts to be seen to sort of stand up and and you know be a human <laughs> yes I think so uh, this is one of the big upsides on this I think if you're good in your space so and, and not just if you're a technology pundit or something like that but uh, if you're a good architect a good dog walker um, a good um, consulting engineer whatever uh, I think the artificial intelligence is really going to help you and mm. again going back to that accounting and bookkeeping side that again if you're a good accountant a good 
bookkeeper, having these tools for the AI is really going to help you deliver better services to your clients. So that's really the upside on this, that it's really going to empower smaller operators in my view. Yeah, okay. So look, just, and just because I said I want to just go finally back to that builders thing. So what have you... Where have you seen where have you seen that that AI is particularly impacting that industry? What's really interesting on this, Robert, is the right across the supply chain for the building industry. So uh, all of the idea of an architect comes in, consulting engineer comes in, uh, then they tender out to their uh, various trades and then the various trades come in and do their thing and then another engineer comes in and ticks off that that work's been done and so on. A lot of those points in that supply chain are being increasingly automated as we speak. Again, it's not new. This has been going on for 20 odd years with things like, well, 30 years with AutoCAD and all of those sort of technologies. But uh, increasingly, a lot of that's being automated. So um, just a trivial example, sizing pipes or something like that on a Mm. building site, that these things increasingly can be done by the software as you're designing a building, say. And that's going. That's trickling down. I'm seeing a lot more of this robotics. Uh, uh, if you go onto YouTube you'll see, and just type in bricklaying robots, you'll see there's about 30 different ones of these projects going on at the moment of uh, people developing bricklaying robots. Now, that's not saying the bricklayers are all going to be put out of work. But again, if uh, these long runs of bricks and so on, uh, you could see a situation where it's one bricky supervising uh, supervising a team of robots rather than, say, four or five bricklayers doing that work. So uh, we are increasingly going to see that. And that automation right through the supply chain is really going to change the building industry, something that I don't think a lot of people in the building industry or in associated business businesses or industries have really thought through. Mm, okay. Well, look, you've given us plenty of things to think through here. So, you know, I, I certainly will come away from this saying in the main, look, it's happening and it's it's generally got to be good. But I think it sounds like what we must do as business owners in our own business is just stand back for a bit and have a look at our business and go, okay, where am I under threat here? What could change? Mm. What might be impacted? And, you know, that the example that you use there with, with the building industry, I think it's a good one because you can see, okay, well, so what's happening is as the drawings are being done, the, the pipe measurements are being worked up, presumably the guy in the loading bay, the computer system is picking the pipes and loading them. So there's all these processes that are mm. just smoother and smoother. So I guess our job as solo businesses, sit down with a friend maybe, and just pull your business apart and go, okay, I'm an artificial intelligence. Where, where, where can I, you know, where can I impact this business? Paul, thank you so much for uh, spending your time with us. We must get you back again soon. And um, where are you whizzing off to next? Somewhere international, I hope. Uh, no, I'm uh, actually whizzing to Bendigo. So oh, uh, that's a, beautiful that's Bendigo. A, Yes, that's right. That's as exotic as it gets. So uh, uh, later this week, uh, I'll be down there talking on a uh, media and uh, media and law panel. So I'm all about artificial intelligence and so on, actually. Well, so, fantastic. Yep. Well, look, thank you again so much for joining us. And look, before we finish up, a big thanks to Telstra for their support of this podcast. As business owners, we dream to be that business, the one that's got the buzz, the one that makes all the right moves. With Telstra Tech and some good advice, we can help you stay ahead of the curve so that you can be that business too. For access to the latest technology, trends and know-how to help you solve problems, create opportunities and thrive in the future, head to telstra.com forward slash smarter for lots of tools, videos, case studies, podcasts and more. 
And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au.